five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and we'll be talking about direct mail today and direct marketing. So that brings us to Wallace and Gromit. Okay, and we'll play this video if we can. You know that in Wallace and Gromit, a grand day out, the creators had Wallace say Wensleydale because it made his face look nice and toothy. They didn't realize that the real Wensleydale Cheese Factory was about to declare bankruptcy. The film's success led to skyrocketing cheese sales that saved the factory. I read that and I thought, what a wonderful coincidence. Um, I thought they just made up the name Wensleydale, but apparently it was a cheese factory that was around. Yeah, it's nice and toothy. See his nice toothy smile? I mean, you could have said a lot of different cheese names, but but uh, they picked Wensleydale. Now, lower in the comments, it says, well, uh, it wasn't Wallace and Gromit that saved the cheese factory. It was, it was a local buyout. Uh, but whatever, all of a sudden, skyrocketing cheese sales. So let's hope in 2023, your company gets mentioned in some loopy way. It all of a sudden ignites your sales, like the tipping point story of the Hush Puppies shoes, or something crazy like that. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, <coughs> right? As we all know. Okay, so now let's turn off that and let's get to the real news. I have to be very careful, or Wallace will keep will keep firing. California bans Tesla fully self-driving ads. Okay, and I should have gone and tried to find one of these self-driving ads, but I already had Wallace and Gromit up there. Um, so the gist of it is that California, since they have nothing else to do, <laughs> since they have no other problems, decided to go after Tesla specifically uh, and pass a special law against Tesla advertising its vehicles as fully self-driving. The new law calls out deceptively naming or marketing uh, or marketing a car as self-driving when it only has partial automation features. It only has, I mean, like, I think it would still be good to have a brake pedal. <laughs> Maybe steering. Uh, human drivers are still necessary and kind of the point of a car. <laughs> Now, you know, I don't know who's go if anyone's going after self-driving delivery vans or, you know, I know there's a lot of companies trying to get that done, which in some ways makes more sense. Actually, the, the thing that makes the most sense is running trucks back and forth between warehouses. So because they know where the warehouses are and they, you know, they really have the route down and they've eliminated a lot of other variables. The, the biggest problem, of course, with automated cars is probably a better way to put it um is that they get sent places they've never been before and that makes it tricky right makes it tricky to interpret what's going on so the new law calls out oh anyway we got that anyway elon musk uh lobbied against the bill saying tesla buyers are appraised of the software's limits what's interesting about this story of course you know the CAPTCHA story. Everybody, everybody, you know, where are the fire hydrants? Where are the stoplights? Where are the stop signs? Where are the crosswalks? We've gotten used to doing that. And why are we doing that? Well, the reason we're doing it is because uh, they want 
visual cues for the automated driving cars. And the CAPTCHA guys are selling those pictures because they show not only where the fire hydrant is or the palm tree is or whatever it is, but they show where it isn't in the rest of the picture. It's called a labeled data set. And one of the things great about mail is that it has a labeled data set built in. You know, if you run, if you run a billboard outdoor ad, you know that a certain number of cars go by that billboard, right? Um, now the question is, how many of the cars see the billboard? Very few, unless they're Teslas. How about the people in them? Well, that could be, that could be fewer still, because we might be watching the road, or watching other drivers, or reading a book if we were driving a Tesla. <laughs> when Tesla started testing the Tesla, they told test riders, we'll call them, that this car was not fully automated and that they should pay attention, keep their hands on the wheel, etc. But within a few weeks, the riders got so comfortable with the car making the decisions and driving around perfectly fine that they were putting on makeup and reading books and watching videos on their phone. Um, that's the funny part about humans is that we get used to stuff. And so... There's this paradox, is is the car driving or is it not? And you better pay attention still, but it's, I think it's almost harder to pay attention to something that lulls you into a sense of complacency. So direct mail, we know who got mailed, we know the list we mailed, right? We know that it got delivered because of the US, US Postal Service being very reliable. And we also have informed delivery and uh, informed visibility, which is uh, the service where the Postal Service can notify the mailer that the piece has been delivered. Not only that, we know it gets to a decision maker in the household. You know, we never let the kids get the mail, and we certainly didn't let them decide which gets thrown out and which doesn't, because they don't know which is what. You know, they don't know about tax bills and other things that are important that come in the mail. So it goes to a decision maker, probably the main decision maker in the house, and the decision maker has to make a decision with it. So with mail, we know that we know that the recipient makes a decision, engages with the piece, whether they buy or not. We know they were exposed to it. In all other advertising, like the billboard, we can put it up there, but we don't know who sees it. We don't know who thinks about it. And if you keep on driving, the billboard throws itself away. Mail will not do that. Mail will sit there. So one decision that we can make is to set it aside and save it. Okay, so mail has this built-in data set. Okay, let's go over here. Snail mail is still in the race. Now, it's not a term I use. I use junk mail. I'm okay with junk mail because it's one of the few things in life that you can actually literally throw away without any <laughs> downside. <laughs> You know, really, uh, you know, usually we can recognize the indicia and whatever and realize that it's advertising mail and more will come. OK, but um, what? Let's see who wrote this. I guess it's just ad exchanger snail mail. Here's ad exchanger and you can sign up for it. 
So Apple's app tracking transparency sent advertisers looking beyond Meta and Google for attribution-based advertising. Again, how do we know what's going on? Well, with mail, we know it got to the decision maker. So we can, no matter whether the ad is tracked or not, we know when, when the person places their order and, and wants the goods, we can match those shipping addresses to our mailing list. It isn't perfect, but it's a heck of a lot better than third-party cookies or some other disconnect. You know, when you advertise on Facebook, Yes, you can often take an order on Facebook, sort of, but most advertisers want the, want the person to come to their website, which breaks the connection. Plus, we don't know who Facebook's showing it to unless we uploaded our list, which some people do, but not, not as many as probably should. So because of this, because of this move by Apple, some brands are giving more love to good old direct mail. As ad age reports. Now let's see if I can get this to go to the ad age report because I talked about an ad age, uh, an ad age that go there. Sometimes these go places. This isn't going. Um, but this one doesn't seem to. Oh, I think probably because it's highlighted. I got to get off the highlighting. Yeah, we did that one yesterday. That's exactly the same article. What's interesting is, is that then they cite Vuori, Vuori, direct-to-consumer activewear brand, which wasn't mentioned in the article. Maybe there was a longer version of the article. I wrote to the author of yesterday's article and said, could it be that you edited it out of existence or edited it severely, uh, abridged the article. Maybe that's what I was looking at because Polly Wong, for example, was only mentioned as Wong, which is not a sufficient attribution in my opinion. Anyway, so Vuori, Chief Marketing Officer Nikki Larson Sakeliu, sends 60% of its mail to prospecting, which is an excellent ratio. It depends a little bit on how many customers you have uh, ready to get mailed. A lot of dot coms now, you know, don't don't have the address. You ought to if you ship something to them. So, but um, SmartWool, on the other hand, primarily mails to existing customers. Now, these two merchants were not mentioned in the Ad Age article that I read. So maybe there's a longer form of, of it running around. Uh, in a survey of 160 direct-to-consumer brands, 44% increased their response, direct response budget in the past year. Now, direct response can be used in TV, radio, mass media, social media, um, email, of course, and a lot of other stuff. So it's not clear that this means mail, uh, but it was a report from SQL, and we have covered that report. And it does seem that uh, there is renewed interest in mail. I just wanted to touch on this next article, which isn't part of this one. But it it says, you know, people think people think Twitter is ready for the dustbin. I thought Facebook was, but you know, there's some really good hobby groups. So I took a beekeeping and Facebook is the place. Facebook has more interaction and and more beekeeping than anywhere. Uh yes, there are, are there are uh groups on Reddit 
Um, every now and then I'll find an article there, but for most people, Facebook's the place. And uh, you know, even though I don't like Facebook, and I don't ever look at my 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 own personal feed, I just look at the posts in the groups that I belong to. So, you know, I don't see ads. It's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, I don't know what whether the business model will hold up, but the important part is is that as people celebrate Twitter's demise because of Musk's um, bold moves, let's just call them bold, there's alternatives, but they're very small. And um, what people don't realize, you know, I, I, I got on uh, a couple of alternatives to Twitter after my wife got booted off um, around the 2020 election, I think. Never was told why. All of a sudden, her password just didn't work anymore. She couldn't log in. Um, it maybe maybe it was a technical error, but she couldn't get any support. She couldn't get anyone to pay any attention. And so, uh, what people don't realize though is is that these small platforms, Mastodon, for example, took six years to reach 300,000 users, which means that the chances of your next door neighbor being on there or somebody that you went to high school with is almost zero, right? Almost 100% no chance. And now all of a sudden they're up to 3.5 million monthly actives, monthly. You know, Twitter probably gets that in a second. And and same thing with Facebook. So the the problem is that there's this mass <clears throat> that Twitter has. And what I like about the new Twitter, the, the post-Musk Twitter, is I read articles and oftentimes there'll be significant object, objections to the article. Some I agree with, some I don't, but both sides are often represented, which hadn't been the case for the last few years. There was just not much of both sides. Now there's often two sides to to most issues, which I really appreciate. So I think Twitter's dramatically improved. Um, and I know a lot of people don't like the idea of two sides to an issue. <laughs> well, then it's not the place for you. But if you want if you want some opposing views, Twitter can actually right now, for the moment, give you both sides. So I think it's going to be around for a while at least. Have a great day. Like and share. I promise we're going to be talking about upcoming trends for 2023. One is mail. I've gotten more calls in the last few months for how do I get started in mail than I have in the last 20 years. So I know that it's happening. And it is great value. People think it's expensive, but the engagement and it and the decision making and the, the repeat longevity of your customers all more than make up the difference. And that's the key in marketing. It isn't how much you spend to get a customer. It's how much are they worth for how long. You know, I've got my Land's End turtleneck. I've got my Land's End fleece. I started buying from Land's End in the 70s. So that's 50 years almost. We're coming up on 50 years as a Land's End customer. That's the kind of customers you'd really like. And maybe they pass them down to their, to their kids. You know, my wife buys from Land's End. I don't know if my kids do or not, but... They could. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. Still saying it. Bye-bye.